I'm Jen Schrader, and this is Behind the Springs, conversations with the people working for you in Colorado Springs, Olympic City, USA. Hey, Colorado Springs, are you ready? Ready for what, you might ask? Well, ready for anything. September is National Preparedness Month, so this is the perfect time to start thinking about your plan in the event of an emergency. And I am here to tell you that your city government is doing the same. We are thinking ahead. We actually have a mass exercise coming up this week uh, at the Colorado Springs Airport to help our emergency officials prepare for the worst. And in addition to Mayor Yemi, who comes here every other week with us on the podcast, I'm also excited to welcome Andrew Natbaum, who is the director of the Pikes Peak Regional Office of Emergency Management. Thanks for being with us. Uh, thanks for having me. Yes. Yeah. And... Um, so that's where we're recording our episode today. We are in the Office of Emergency Management. Um, it is um, a regional office. So, Andrew, I'll start with you. This is sort of like headquarters for your team in a way. Yeah. So welcome. This is the Office of PPROEM, kindly referred to as the Pikes Peak uh, Regional Office of Emergency Management. And uh, what we do is we help the city prepare for its worst day. Okay. And we do that by planning, mitigation, respond, training, exercise, and working with uh, regional partners. So this room we're actually sitting in, um, you know, there's several desks and, yep. and things like that set up. So this is where actually a lot of that coordination would take place yeah, and call, has taken place. Yes, we call this our ECC, which is our Emergency Coordination Center. And we help with uh, facilitation of information, coordination with uh, first responders, and then also information management. Okay. And so um, both of you, either of you could talk about um, this is a regional office of emergency management. What does that mean? It means we're working with the county. And why is that important? Yeah, I, I, I do feel like this is Andrew's lane. Yeah. Uh, first of all, Andrew, thank you for the work you're doing. I, um, I know you recently stepped into being uh, the lead of this agency and everyone is singing your praises. So we're honored to have you at the helm of this. Really important. I do know... Um, uh, based off of the lessons we learned from the Wild Canyon fire and the Black Forest fire, um, it's it's a no-brainer that uh, fire is not um, it's not limited to boundaries. There's no boundaries when he, when we when we're talking about uh, fire risk and realities, and so it made sense that we would unite our efforts between the city and the county, and hence this regional office. And I'll have Andrew yeah. tell tell more about the magic and the sweet spot behind it. But well, I appreciate those kind words, Marin, and and you hit it on the head. Is that Natural disasters don't stick to jurisdictional boundaries. We live in Colorado where we have wildfire and right. floods and severe weather. And what a regional approach to emergency management allows us to, of course, multiply our resources. We can share information better. We can coordinate resources better. And we can just better serve the community. And so we have seen this happen already when we've had emergencies. Yeah. I know you and I were just talking that we were here for the Club Q shooting and um, tragedy and and had a good response from our folks coming together and really help being helpful on that. Um, let's talk about preparedness from national preparedness, preparedness month perspective of um, we're getting ready with these exercises that we do. What, but what can the public be doing? And I, I know people feel like, yeah, yeah, I know I'm supposed to have my go kit and I'm supposed to be ready if I drive out in a blizzard and I'm supposed, but, but they, they know it, but they're not, they're not always doing it. Right, Andrew. You know, it, it's true. Um, and, uh, September is National Preparedness Month, and we observe that nationally. And it's really to encourage families, um, individuals, and communities to be proactive in their approach to preparedness. Um, one of the things that I, I think it's a fun game and a place to start of if you're going, hey, where do I start with preparedness? Ask yourself, play the what if game. You know, what if I was evacuated from my home? 
What's the plan? What if I had to shelter in my home for right. 24 hours? What if I had to go without a cell phone for 24 hours? What's the plan? And start by having a conversation with your family about those what ifs. And who's going to be where and how do we who's get in touch with where? each other? And those type of things are important when you've got, you know, a mayor, like I know you do, kids in school and someone's at this office <laughs> and someone's at this office and you may have people in different locations. So that's yeah, when and, those plans. And we, we're, we're, we're doing the same in our household too. Yes. And uh, my wife, Abby, gets a lot of the credit. We have our own. She's the organizer. She's the organizer. <laughs> we have our own go-to kit. We have our own emergency ladder to, in the case of a fire. And we're, we're constantly ensuring that we're ready. We actually even have like a, an emergency bag that we're ready in case we need to leave the house and um, stay stay with a friend and you can imagine for us preparedness is not just uh, uh, natural disasters but also the realities of being in public office right and so it's a uh, it's, it's close to our house and we want to use this platform to encourage other families and I'm really glad we have this whole month dedicated to bringing attention to the need uh, for many of our families in this city to be ready uh, I believe it was um, one of the um, former presidents that as, as at least this quote is attributed to him that if you, if you, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. It's true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. So we, we have, and it to doesn't ready. take that much effort. No, it doesn't. You no, know, it really it doesn't. doesn't. And we're, you know, and we're working on several initiatives to help our residents um, be prepared and doing our part from, from the city. And so we, um, this, this week we have the drills. And so we, we do have drills from, from time to time in our, in our city, we have workshops um, and we have the peak alert, um, yes. website. Yeah. Sign up for peak alerts, so everyone. Peak, peak alerts. Mm -hmm. And so we, um, I would, I wouldn't say that we're, we're perfect, but we're, we're continu continually trying to be a better version of ourselves and ensure our, uh, using our platform to help our residents get ready. And that's a good way to put it. Nobody is. Nobody's perfect. Start somewhere though. Right. Don't be doing nothing. Yes. Don't um, do nothing. Because even those small mm -hmm. steps really matter. And especially as we head into winter, mm -hmm. winter driving and winter weather and severe storms, um, really important things uh, to remember. And as you mentioned, we just had um, a few other initiatives and proclamations yeah, you yeah, had at city I, council. Uh, yeah. Yesterday at city council, I, I participated in, in three different, um, Proclamation and resolutions, really, that were voted by um, my colleagues at City Council, and, and each of these were all, uh, all nine members voted yes. And we did a, a resolution, um, our own local emphasis on fire preparedness um, month for the month of October, because that's probably of all the natural disasters that Andrew has, has talked about. That that one is the one we hear the most from our residents, and we use that opportunity to um, also recognize our fire department and the national award that they received and the folks from DC were there to help present that award. That's exciting. And, and they're doing great work. They're doing great work. And so we had that, we had a, we did a resolution and a proclamation to um, shine light and emphasis on our law enforcement officers. Um, so October locally for us is a, a police appreciation month. And you might be seeing billboards around town that says, if you see a cop, thank a cop. We do need to thank them. They do have a hard job. And when we talk about emergencies and preparedness and when we call 911, these are some of the first people at the scene and they, they wear that badge and they, they've accepted the risk of the job. And I'm really proud of the work they're doing. It's why um, I'm so resolute on this November ballot initiative that we vote yes on 2A to ensure that we can provide them the training that they need. And then the third one that is not related to um, 
um, disaster or uh, emergency. emergency, but it's it's Creek Week. Oh um, yes, yeah, yeah. It's, it's Creek it's Creek Week, and that that that's a fun one. And if that, people don't know, it is one of the largest cleanups in the state. In it the state is of so awesome, yeah, and it's so much fun to take Clean part. Clean up our waterways, and yep. and residents are doing the part, giving back to the community, and they're having fun. While while they're doing it, I think we've been doing this since 2008. It's a and it's, it's going to be a deal. beautiful, beautiful weather it for will it. Be a beautiful weather, so no excuses. Not yes. going to be cold or anything out there. It's going to be really nice to get we outside. Creek Week. We also have um, cause I love you. Yes, um, City Serve Day is happening, yes. and they're going to be helping Creek Week, and that's where that uh, nonprofit deploys thousands of people to serve this. And city. I know a lot of companies around. Colorado Springs really, you know, get groups together to go do it together, right. you know, as their as coworkers or as family or as friends. And you're right. Then it makes it a lot more fun. It makes and- a lot more fun. And the theme, the general theme I'm picking up as we're talking about this is encouraging residents to do their part. Yes. Whether it's to be prepared. We need your help. Whether it's to be proactive. Yes. And in, in caring for our community, we can't do this by ourselves. Mm-hmm. We need your help. That's I often true. say it takes all of us to ensure that Colorado Springs becomes that world-class American city. Well, you like mm-hmm. to say a lot, together we are Colorado together Springs. Together we are Colorado Springs. But, it's very appropriate for this conversation. But it's, <laughs> but it's really true because yeah. we can't do it without one another. Exactly. I mean, they. I know that the public needs the services that we provide, like this, like your team here at OEM, Andrew, um, and so many people that are doing you know, basic city essential services right. out there. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, when emergency strikes, we do need that right. that uh, teamwork makes the dream work. So, um, did you just say teamwork makes the dream? It work? does. We say, that like in, that. we say that in my household. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta remind the fam- everyone in the family of that, right? <laughs> That's our new city slogan. <laughs> teamwork <laughs> makes the dream. Get some work. T-shirts printed up with that on it. So, what else have you been ha- have you been doing since we spoke last? And what else do you want to tell residents? Yeah, during so this update? Uh, we're talking about. Being prepared and being ready, I, I mentioned mentioned that at my uh, my first state of the city address, um, not quite two weeks ago, um, but I gave my first state of the city, uh, reported on the first hundred days and what we've all accomplished as a team, and to uh, a packed house of almost a thousand people. I was able to honor my predecessor John Southers and with the um, Spirit of the Springs Lifetime Achievement Award. It was so perfect for me to be able to um, hand him that award and it felt very symbolic um, to do that in that moment. And by the way, I made that decision a year ago from that event when I was still a mayoral candidate. And I listened, Oh, when he was giving his state I, of the city. I listened to his last state of the city address and uh, there were moments that he had tears in his eyes and I realized how much he loved this city and he talked about 35 years of public service. And I leaned over to my campaign team member and I said, her name is also Jen. I said, Jen, I'm giving him this award next year. She looked at me, bewildered. <laughs> like, first of all, that's impressive. Second of all, how do you know? You're like, we haven't won the campaign. He said, I just know. <laughs> I, said, I just know. And so it came, it was just so beautiful and full circle. And uh, just by way of reminder, I, I reported on the three um, three buckets of what we've been trying to accomplish over the last hundred days. And bucket number one is to build support within government. Bucket number two is to ensure that we're building trust with our community. And bucket number three is to address our most urgent and pressing issues. All three of those items are important. Now that a hundred days is over, now what? I'm glad. Now you're you're all done with those buckets. No, I'm teasing. <laughs> no, in, uh, in the words of um, President John F. Kennedy, he said, you know, all these things will not be accomplished in a in hundred days, nor in a thousand days. Or even within our lifetime, 
but let us begin. And so we, we will continue to work. Um, in this next few weeks and months, I have told my senior team that we will be doing strategic doing. Strategic doing. Strategic doing. Okay. It's a way of taking great plans that often sit on the shelf mm-hmm. and actually putting them into action with people in collaboration and in measurable results and over a 30-day period of time. So the t- city team members will begin to hear me talk a lot about strategic doing. We received information from the listening tours, from our public safety team, from um, our solutions team. Thank you to the community for giving us such a treasure of information. Now it's time to begin to analyze and execute, analyze and execute. And that's what we're going to be doing in this next few months. Closely related to that, we'll be working on our strategic plan, um, which is going to be a citywide plan that we'll be executing for the next four years. That should be ready in June of 2024. Okay. So you're not slowing down. Nope, we're not slowing down. You said that last time. You're staying true to your word. Yes, we're not slowing down. And staying busy. I'm not slowing down, which means the team is not slowing down. But also, um, the the team will be hearing a lot of thank yous and kudos from me, uh, because that's also important to me. And I should mention, speaking of the team, um, the employee engagement survey was something that made its way to my desk very early. So if you're a city team member and you, you took that, you responded to that survey. First of all, thank you. And if a second, if you're wondering what are we going to do with that, I'm listening and I want to keep listening. We developed an internal team, a cross section of of um, team members from leadership to line level folks who are part of that team that are helping to execute some of those plans. And so one of the asks of me is that I do an internal listening tour just like I did with the community. You're going to listen so to our own team. Within yes. our own, uh, with our own team, because that's important. Our strategic plan is a combination of information we're receiving from the wider community, as well as the city employees who do the job. So it's important for me that I'm also hearing their input and feedback, and that information will also put into action. And ultimately, it will, it will make its way into our strategic plan. Well, and so I think if residents are listening, you know, it's like you, you want a happy city team because that means they're delivering what you need. Exactly. Right. I mean, it, it, it really impacts everyone. Right. So right. it has a deep impact. Right. Okay. Well, thank you both for being here. It's, it's a joy to be here. Um, I'm really proud of the work you guys are doing. Thank you. And every time I walk in here and Hopefully it's not going to be under an emergency. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. Hopefully I'm not coming here a lot, but even though I want to come here and visit you guys, but I just want to point out that uh, for for the level of the work that you do, your team members always have a smile on their face. And it's it's, it's a testament to your leadership. I met with um, the public works, part of the public works team today. This is the operations and maintenance team today. Oh, yeah. All, uh, All 200 of them. Um, it was fun. I mean, they, they had like, uh, so these are our streets crews, our street pothole crew, crews, pothole yes. crew, cleanup, yeah. 2C, PPRTA. Yeah. They're doing all the that, repairs. Uh, when you go and see a go COS app and you report something about your sidewalk or a pothole. These are the, the women and men that show up to deliver. Um, first of all, they all had smiles in their faces. Oh, good. Yeah. They just had so much joy. And two, they were all passionate about their work. Yeah. And I'm so proud of them. So if you were there and you're listening to this podcast, thank you. I really appreciate the work you do. That's awesome. Well, thank you, Mayor. Thank you, Andrew, both for being here and reminding us to be prepared. 
So peakalerts.org, everybody. Sign peak up. Peakalert.org. Yes, please sign up for Peak Alerts. Um, be like Abby and get your plan in place. <laughs> get your go, your go kit. <laughs> That's right. Go kit. Go, go, go. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great day.